guys, we're going to prepare for prayer. We're going to prepare to open up. In about five minutes. So we, five seconds, we might as well stand. That's what it is, seconds. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Glory, glory, glory. Hallelujah. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Hallelujah. We're going to just take a few minutes to open up in prayer. To just bless God on this morning because we're truly blessed. Hallelujah and highly favored. Glory be to God in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now, Father God, we just say thank you, Father God. We thank you for your goodness. We thank you for your awesomeness. We thank you for your loving kindness. We thank you for what you're doing in our lives, in our church, in our neighborhoods. Hallelujah. In our communities. We're thanking and praising you, Father God, for what you're doing in our family. Hallelujah, what you're doing with our spouses, our children. Hallelujah, our nieces, nephews, cousins. Glory be to God, our friends. Hallelujah, we just say thank you, Father God. And Lord, we repent. We repent in the name of Jesus for every wrong thing we've said or we've done or we've even thought about, oh God. We repent for not doing whatever it is you told us to do that we didn't do. But Lord, we're thanking and praising you for having another opportunity to open up our mouths and repent. And I ask you to forgive us and to say thank you. Hallelujah. Thank you for loving us. Thank you. Hallelujah. For healing us and setting us free and making us whole. Thank you that we can, hallelujah, come before you the way that we are. We don't have to look like nobody else, sound like nobody else. But we can be who we are and we say thank you. And Lord, we just lift up holy hands and we say come in and have your way, God. Have your way in the midst of this service. Have your way in the midst of your people. Have your way, Father God. And as our leaders are away doing what they do best, we ask you to cover them. Cover Apostle, cover Pastor Venice, cover their family. Hallelujah, cover them as they go forth and do what it is they need to do. But Lord, let us be who we supposed to be in this place on today. Flaming the fire, hallelujah, allowing the flames to catch hold of everyone in here so we can praise you and honor you and worship you, God. We're truly thankful to be back in this place. Hallelujah, to worship you. Hallelujah, to lift up holy hands unto you. We're thankful and praise you for even living, oh God. Hallelujah, and moving and having our being in you, oh God. So Lord, we say thank you. Thank you for the word that will come forth. Thank you that it all is always a pleasure to hear your word. It's always a pleasure to welcome your word. It's always a pleasure to speak your word over your people. And we say thank you. And we're thanking and praising you that we will never 
never, Father God, let you down. We'll never allow that word, hallelujah, to go dead and old and dry within us, Father God. So we're always looking for opportunity for that word to be flamed, hallelujah, and stirred up within us, Father God. And we thank you. We're thanking you for stirring that word on this morning. Stirring us another day. Hallelujah. We're thanking and praising you that we won't just be spectators, but we will participate. We will participate in the worship. We will participate with lifting up our hands. We will participate with giving you praise and honor because each and one of us are grateful for what you're doing. We are grateful, God. Hallelujah. We are grateful. And you will hear our voice collectively father god so lord we just say thank you and praise you hallelujah hallelujah let's just say hallelujah let them hear your voice hallelujah i'm just one that's being used to help usher in but we can come in together and we can wave our hands together and we can say thank you together and we can close our eyes and worship together so he can hear the praise hallelujah on one accord because we're going up hallelujah and on one accord in this place on today so we just say thank you father god thank you for your goodness and we thank you hallelujah for the voices that will come forth to help usher us into worship oh god we're thanking and praising you for everything that you're doing Touch the sound, oh God. Hallelujah. Touch the, the, um, the, the radio waves, oh God. Allow everything to come forth crystal clear, Father God. So, Lord, we just say thank you. And, Father, we're giving you all of the praise, all of the honor, and all of the glory. And we rebuke every demonic interference that will try to come in and interfere with the worship on today, with the word on today, with us on today, when it comes to serving you. So Lord, we just say thank you, have your way in service, and like minister said earlier, when we were in prayer, expect to move from God on today. Expect God to move for you on today. Do you have something before him? Hallelujah, do you have something in your heart that you need the Father to do on today? Hallelujah, get it before you. Get it before the Father and release it up to, up to him. So Lord, we just say thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Good morning, good morning, good morning. I don't know about you, but I'm feeling pretty good this morning. Amen. For one reason, I'm not even supposed to be here, but he made a way for me to be back here this morning. Yeah. Sometimes when you speak a word and say, Lord, I told him I was going to be there. He makes a way. They called me out to work this morning. And he still made a way for us to be back in this place. Yeah. So this morning it ain't about just us this morning. Hallelujah. It's about everybody in the house. Songs that are going to be praised and worshiped this morning, you know. So I'm going to ask you this morning, it's about one big old choir. Getting an audience of one. 
we're going to send it up so he can send blessings down. Yeah. Amen? Amen. Amen. One more time, you reign. 
put something on there. You reign. You reign. You reign. Yeah, I can give him everything I got. When I'm feeling down, when the world is trying to beat me down, all I have to stand up and say is, you reign. You reign. You reign. Yeah, I don't know about y'all, but I can start saying you reign. And I start feeling a little better. You reign. You reign. You reign. All my circumstances, all my hard times. Hey, when we were giving in the COVID, I still told him, you reign. You reign. You reign. Yeah, I don't know about y'all. But see, some of y'all was at home a long time. Some of us were at home a long time. But you're still here. I don't mean in the house. I mean you're still here. I'm glad you're in the house. But you're still here. That means he saw fit. That you should still be here. Because we are church of praise and worship. Every now and then you just need to open your mouth.
right there, right now. Waymaker, Waymaker, miracle worker, promise keeper, light in the darkness, my God, that is who you are. Make that thing personal. Come on, stay right there. Waymaker, Waymaker, miracle worker, promise keeper, light in the darkness, my God. Make it personal. I'm not moving. I'm standing right there. Ah. Waymaker, miracle worker, promise keeper, light in the darkness. My God, that is who you are. There it is. Come on, stay right there. Waymaker, waymaker, miracle worker, promise keeper, light in the darkness. My God, that is who you are. Come on, family, you sounding good right now. Come on. Waymaker. Waymaker. Miracle worker. Promise keeper. Light in the darkness. My God, that is who you are. Come on, because he's made a way for all of us. Waymaker. Waymaker. Miracle worker. Promise keeper. Light in the darkness. My God. Watch this. I heard the uh, lyrics the other day, and it messed me up. He said, heart fixer, <laughs> mind regulator, that is who you are. I said, wow, company keeper, <laughs> that is who you are. Watch it. He's a mind regulator, good heart keeper. That is who you are. Think about it. All of us, sometimes things get in our heads. Yes. And it can mess you up. But he's a guy that, he's a regulator. He'll take that thing and change it. Say, put your eyes and your mind on me and I'll make a way <laughs> good heart fixing <laughs> you know how it is when they, when they mess with your heart the heart can become bitter it can get nasty I'm just going to be real but in the midst of that moment if you just say I need you I need you I need you. 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 I
I just like worshiping. Yes. I like sometimes just getting by myself. Yeah, I heard people, my grandmother, you know, used to say they like to go in the closet. I just like to get by myself. And just let the music take You don't have to be able to sing good. You don't have to be able to sing great. You just need to be able to open your mouth and sing something to him. It can squeak, it can crack, but to him, to him it's a beautiful sound. To him, it's a beautiful sound. Way you make miracle work, promise keeper, light in the darkness, my God, that is who you are. One more time. Way you make Waymaker, miracle worker, promise keeper, light in the darkness, my God, that is who you are. Come on, church, just keep saying that to yourself. Come on, waymaker, waymaker, miracle worker, promise keeper. Come on, church. This ain't about one group. This is about everybody in the house. Come on. Waymaker, come on, say it again. Waymaker. Gratitude as 
grateful that we have to give. I'm grateful that we made it through the pandemic. A lot of churches shut down, but New Covenant thrived. Hallelujah. Because you know we're going to sow into the kingdom. Yeah. So I magnify you for it, Jesus. 
And I thank you that you bless us 30, 60, 100 fold blessings according to the faith that works in us. So I magnify you in Jesus' mighty matchless name. I pray. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Keep praising the Lord. Get ready for these dynamic yeah. Come on. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. God for everyone who's here today. Amen. We have Amen. something special in store for us. We have two dynamic speakers, Minister Clarissa and Minister Dorgan, who will be bringing the word today. So without further ado, let us bring up Minister Clarissa. Amen. Let us stand and receive her. For our opportunity to stand before his people on this morning to bring forth the word of God. Amen. We are continuing our series of the power of partnerships. Amen. Last Sunday, Apostle, uh, he spoke from St. John, the 17th chapter, where Jesus was interceding on behalf of his people, us. Glory be to God, that we will be equal, that we will be one, just like him and the Father. Yeah. The power of partnership, it is when two or more people can come and operate as one. They are equal. One is not greater than the other. They have a lot in common. They have the same mindset. That mindset is to reach the goals that they have put out there. They are helpers one to another. Now, the word unity is defined as oneness. It is the state of being one undivided, undivided entity. Unity in marriage means to be one mind, one purpose. Now I'm gonna talk to you this morning about this couple in the Bible. You can go ahead, you can turn with me to Acts, the 18th chapter. I'll be reading from uh, the NLT version. I'm gonna read the first three verses. We're talking about oneness this morning. Amen. Oneness in the power of partnership. Amen. Then Paul left Athens and went to Corinth. There he became acquainted with a Jew named Aquila, born in Pontus, who had recently arrived from Italy with his wife, Priscilla. They had left Italy when Claudius Caesar deported all Jews from Rome. Paul lived and worked with them, for they were tent makers just as he was. So we have the Apostle Paul here with uh, Priscilla and Aquila. They are a married couple. Uh, Apostle Paul, he could have stayed with anybody else, but they had some commonalities there. Their commonality was that they was also tent makers. So all three of them was like business partners. Not only that, they all worked together. They was fellow laborers in the gospel. Amen. They was also... Uh, partners in the gospel, yeah. fellow laborers working together. Yeah. But what I love about Priscilla and Aquila, every time they're mentioned in the word of God, they are mentioned together. They was one. Yeah. So they was married, they was business partners, and they was side hip by hip bringing the word of God. They set up churches. They was together all the time. I said, Lord, I love my husband, 
But the working together, the living together, <laughs> preaching together, <laughs> that's a special anointing. But they was one. They was the, the definition of oneness is one flesh, as the Bible tells us to be, in marriage. So they, they went about, they also helped the apostle to, uh, to set up churches. They went to Ephesus with him. They stayed there while he went along, went somewhere else. But he stayed there, he, they, they stayed there, they made a church there. Um, there's a few things that I want to bring out about them, about their oneness. You know, over in, uh, you don't have to turn there, but over in Ecclesiastes, the uh, fourth chapter, the ninth verse, I read 9 through 12. Yeah. Two people are better off than one, yeah. for they can help each other succeed. If one person falls, the other can reach out and help. Yeah. But someone who falls alone is in real trouble. Likewise, two people lying close together can keep each other warm. But how can one be warm alone? A person standing alone can be attacked and defeated. But two can stand back to back and conquer. Three are even better for a triple braided cord is not easily broken. They had the Holy Ghost. Uh, Father, Son, the Holy Ghost we know is one, right? That was who keeping them together, that third cord. So I'm talking to my married couples this morning. It takes God to keep us together. They had a song out back in the day. It takes two to make a thing go right. I'm telling you, it takes God to make that thing stay tight. You hear me? I am a witness, and I know many of you out there know it too. Hey, it takes God. We tried it on our own. It didn't work. I'm telling you. But I want to tell you, married people, pray together. Get back Amen. into praying together. That's where your strength is going to come from. That's what's going to keep you together. Amen? Amen. You know, I want to also say something to people that uh, desire to marry. It's good, you know, you do the background check, you know, so you checking on to see what they credit is at and everything, right? But I want you to also check where their spiritual uh, level is. Uh, I, I want to know, can you pray for me? I want to know that, you know, you got my back, you know, uh, when we're doing an altercation, I'm in an altercation, you got my back. But can you pray for me? Can you pray for me and get me when I uh, get a spiritual attack? I need you to be there for spiritual warfare also. I want to know, do you know how to pray? And I want to know who you praying to. These are important questions to ask when you get into a relationship. When you call yourself, I'm going to go into partnership with somebody. You have to be equally yoked together, not unequally yoked. You got people out here praying, but they ain't praying to our Father, okay? You got to know. Do your research. Ask them questions. Those are only some of the questions that you can ask when it comes to spiritual level. Glory be to God. You got to know who you with. Um, you have some people that have been married for years, but uh, they're not partners. They're not that one flesh. They're more like enemies. They have not learned how to work together. Working together is, is understanding one another's weaknesses. Yes. It's forgiving one another and do it quickly. Yes. It's covering one another. It's about knowing one another's role and respecting each other. Amen. Yes. Psalms 133, 1 through 3. You don't have to turn there. I'm rolling with it, okay? How good and pleasant it is when God's people live together in unity. It is like precious oil poured on the head, running down on the beard, running down on Aaron's beard, down on the collar of his robe. It is as if the dew of Hermon were falling on Mount Zion. But there the Lord bestows his blessing, even life furthermore. 
God blessing is upon those who live in unity. We have to have unity in the house. We have to have unity in our marriage. We have to have unity with our family. We have to understand one another. As I said, we all have weaknesses and we have to cover one another in those weaknesses, not exposing each other. We have to love one another outside these four walls. We have to also even go across barriers as far as it doesn't matter what the race is because we end this all together. Yeah. Amen. Amen. I'll get to that later. Amen. <laughs> so, if you're still with me in Acts 18 chapter, mm -hmm. I'm going over to verses 24 through 26. Um, Priscilla and Aquila, they, they loved God. Uh, the love of God had flowed through them. Uh, even out to their brother and their sister. What we do in the kingdom must be done with a heart of love. Yeah. Without yeah. charity, we profit nothing. Amen. So I'm starting at the 24th verse. Now a Jew named Apollos, a native of Alexandria, came to Ephesus. He was an eloquent and cultured man and well-versed in, uh, in the scriptures. This man had been instructed in the way of the Lord. And being spiritually impassioned, he was speaking and teaching accurately the things about Jesus. Though he knew only the baptism of John, and he began to speak boldly and fearlessly in the synagogue. But when Priscilla and Aquila heard him, they took him aside and explained more accurately to him the way of God Amen. and the full story of the life of Christ. This is another example of the power of partnership. Yes. See, partnership, they never compete with one another. Hallelujah. They never compete with one another. Priscilla and Aquila, they didn't expose the brother openly. They didn't go and say, hey, saints, you know, they don't got the whole truth. You know, they ain't painting the picture right or anything. They took them in privately Amen. and they sat him down and they taught him a more excellent way. Amen. This is what yes. partnership is about in the body of Christ I'm talking about, okay? Yeah, I done moved on from the marriage, but now I'm with the body, okay? Okay, Proverbs 27, 17, in the Amplified Version, it reads, as iron sharpens iron, so one man sharpens another and influences another through discussion. They came alongside and they helped Apollos. They seen the anointing on the brother life. You hear me? And they knew that God had a plan for him, but he went on and he was an eloquent speaker. But he went on, he became very prosperous in the gospel, going forth into other cities and nations, preaching the word of God. But, you know, Paul, he also, he labeled um, Priscilla and Aquila. He labeled them as one that laid down their necks for him. See, Priscilla and Aquila, they was brothers. They was a brother's keeper. They were the true definition of what the power of partnership looked like. And that is being one in marriage and being one uh, member of the body of Christ. I want to quote, uh, quote Mark Twain here. It is amazing what can be done if no one minds who get the credit. I'm going to say it for the people in the back. It is amazing what can be done if no one minds who gets the credit. To my Facebook brothers and sisters, it don't matter. It, it doesn't matter who gets the credit. Yeah. 
It doesn't matter who get the applause. As long as we working for the cause. That's all that matters. It doesn't matter what part of the field you're working in. Let's labor together in that field. We have to be one. One body. We are many members. We are the one uh, one powerful people that is upon this earth, which is the body of Christ. We have so many gifts on the inside of us. We have so much strength and power that we can go out there and we can make a change in this world. If we don't matter, if it don't matter who's getting the praise for it. God is the one that's getting the praise. It's not about my ministry. It is about the kingdom of God. We have to go out and advance his kingdom. I'm not trying to make an empire out here. I'm out here trying to help the people of God. I'm out here trying to help the ones that Jesus died for. The ones that he went to the cross for. That's what it's about. Oneness. Oneness. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you, Jesus. We complement one another. We are perfectly united. That's what Jesus was praying, that we be perfectly united, working together as one unit. We can accomplish great things when we work together. Work together. Glory be to God. We have to be united, brothers and sisters. Glory be to God. Let us walk as one. Let us walk in unity. We must know that we are also Gloria carriers. We have the glory of God on the inside of us. We, when we approach somebody, the kingdom just approach them. I'm talking about the kingdom of God. Do you know who you are? Do you know what you're carrying? And just think when two of us is together. It said one can put a thousand, two can put ten thousand to flight. When we're working together. Be one. Be one in the spirit. Be one in the Lord. Be one in the baptism. Be one in the body. Just as Priscilla and Aquila was. They was one. One. Outside of their marriage. They still was one. They was about partnership. They was going along just helping. Planting. Planting good word. Planting good seed. The word of God. As the Apostle Paul said, one plant, he said a policy, uh, one plant, one water, but God, he gives the increase. That's what it's about. Amen. Amen. I thank you for um, listening this morning. I pray to God that you got something out of it. I pray that you allow the word of God to just marinate in your heart. I pray for the married couples on today. I apply the blood of Jesus over you. I pray that you will learn how to be one, that you be one of the spirit, one flesh, one body in the mighty name of Jesus. And for the body of Christ, I pray that we would be the one that God have called us to be and that we would be partners working out here in the field. Amen. 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 Glory be to God. Let's give the Lord a hand clap. Thank you, Jesus. We thank God for his word this morning. Yes. The power of partnership. I'm going to call my brother, Minister Eric, up here. He's going to introduce his lovely wife. I thank God that uh, he hooked me and uh, Minister Dorian up. We was talking and trying to get it together and everything, but we came one. We didn't mind who went first and did what. We was working together. Partnership. I love you, my sister. First, I'm going to say I'm, I'm thankful that I'm one of Evangelist awesome. Marion's favorite speakers. <laughs> <laughs> she, she said it with whoever up here, right? <laughs> she said, that's what she said. 
I just want to uh, introduce somebody that I've been knowing for, I had a little time on my hands this morning, so 14,000 days. <laughs> wow. So y'all do the math on how, how many days y'all have known her, but <laughs> one thing I have learned is that over those 14,000 days, is one thing hasn't changed, that's her love for God and his wisdom. Yes. She loves children, and most importantly, she, she wants to get an understanding of God and what he is doing no matter what the situation is. Amen. Yeah. So I bring forth you guys today, my wife, Minister Dorian Prue. introduction yeah that equates to 23 I don't know what it is it's 23 years of marriage and dating for 25 years but leave it to prove to take it to the most y'all know him I, I promise you so again I thank him for that I also want to give reverence to Apostle in his absence we thank you for allowing us to share your platform I thank him for that but most importantly before I begin I want to thank Minister Clarissa let me tell you we, when she said we partnered, we truly partnered. I called her this week, well, she called me this week, and we were talking and trying to figure this thing out and how we gonna do this and this because we thought that we were gonna lead everything. And I mean, we talked, we strategized, but before we hung up, we prayed, we wore for each other, and that is truly the power of partnership. It's not yes. about competition. Yes. It's not about you doing this. I'm doing that. Yes. I'm doing, well, I take that back. It's not about you doing it better than me. That type of stuff. That's the type of stuff I'm talking about when I'm talking about competition. It's none of that in the body of Christ. Next, we come up here, we talk to Minister Oliver. He's like, oh, Minister uh, Evangelist Mary going to do this. I mean, had it all laid out. So everything strategically came together. So I truly thank God for every one of us partnering in um, as far as in this ministry yeah. when the apostle yeah. is not here. And even when he yeah. is here, because it's even like Minister Tony said, it's not about him being here. It's about us and doing what it is that we were put here to do. Amen. 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 So uh, when I was preparing for this, the power of partnership, it, it just made me laugh and chuckle a little bit because you know how many times when it's time for you to speak a word, you truly got to walk that thing out. <laughs> it, it, it's not even a matter of just saying, oh yeah, I got this, I got this, because when Apostle assigned this to us, you know, we were like, okay, me and Minister Calista, we kind of had our little moments, and we was like, okay, he assigned this to us, he's done that before, we had, to, uh, he taught me, had me speak on grace, and he had me teach on favor when we were had our uh, uh, many sessions on Wednesdays, but when he gave me this one, I was like, okay, for some reason, this one was a struggle for me, I don't know if it was because the only child syndrome started kicking in, I don't know what it was, but nevertheless, this one was a struggle for me to be able to comprehend, and it took me and my husband to be um, watching Captain America to make it all relevant for me as I watched it play out right before me and I saw Iron Man and Captain America fighting. <laughs> so, I'm gonna read you this story and I want y'all to like kinda bump a little bit with me because John ain't here so I'm gonna need y'all to bump a little bit with me. But you remember that song Friends? How many of us have them? Friends, ones we can depend on, friends. How many of us does us have them? Friends. But before we go any further, let's be friends. It's a word we use every day. Most of the time, we use it in the wrong way. Now, you can look the word up again and again, but the dictionary doesn't know the meaning of friends. And if you ask me, you know, 
I couldn't be much help because a friend is somebody you judge for yourself. Some are okay and they treat you real cool, but some mistakes kindness for being a fool. We like to be some because they're funny. We like to be with some because they're funny. Others come around when they need some money. Some you grow up with around the way and you're still close to them this very day. Homeboys through the summer, winter, spring, and fall, and then there's some we wish we never knew at all. This list goes on again and again, but these are the people that we call friends. <laughs> so how many of us are old enough to remember that song? Yeah. Okay, there we go, that's what I'm talking about. That was a song back in the day, that was the song. Now I want you to get a childhood friend in your mind, and get it in your spirit. You know, this could even be a relative, somebody that you would get in trouble with all the time. Your mama say, stay away from that joker. Stay away from that girl, because she mean you no good. Her people, I know her people. That was what my grandmother said. I know they people, and they ain't, no, they ain't no good. That whole family is crooked. I'd be like, really, mom? Like, really, big mom? But that's how we were raised, that birds of a feather flock together. But think about how you would hang out with this friend. Sometimes you would have so much fun with this person, that your mom and dad be like, come home, come home. You be like, late for dinner, because all you're trying to do is hang out with this person. This was the partner that if someone said something to you about them, you'd be ready to fight. And the right prophet's head. This person, you might as well say, was like a brother or sister, which takes me to our topic, the power of partnerships. In the scripture, Amos, verse 3, I mean, I'm sorry, chapter three, verse three. And I'm gonna read it from the New Living Translation and Apostle kind of touched on it briefly last week. Can two walk together without agreeing on the directions? And I, I wanted to pull that out from the New Living Translation because it was so many translations. But it says, can two people walk together without agreeing on the direction? So I need you to think about that for a second because that is a good question. This scripture is asking each person to individually make a conscious decision on the direction they are taking. I, I love this scripture because you can really truly gauge this for any relationship. But let me break this down a little further for you. So you can ultimately reach your destination. I believe you need three principles, three foundational principles. And one of the first things you need, or should I say having a partnership, is trust. The definition of trust is firmly belief in the reliability, truth, ability, or strength of someone or something. Now keep in mind, this was Google. But some of the other definitions they said was belief in faith or confidence. So this lets me know, without trust, there can be no movement. You must trust that person you are walking with will have your best interest at heart. Not only that, you must also have that other person's best interest at heart. Just like Minister uh, Clarissa was saying, it's not about you. It's about the other person and what they're trying to do as well. So think about that word movement. You're doing a whole lot of walking, but you're going nowhere. You, you gotta think about that. You're going nowhere. It's as if you're walking and you are lost. And just walking around without a vision or where you need to go. In other words, it's like the blind leading the blind. Which takes me to my next point. I think you need respect. And I'm not talking about the R-E-S-P-E-C-T either from 1967 and Aretha Franklin. Find out what it means to me. No, I'm talking about real respect, the biblical version of respect. That's something that every believer is required to have. Ooh. When I read that, I said, man, Lord, I actually, I'm going to be transparent. I took it out for a second. 
Because I was like, respect God, because trust and respect go together. But he said to me, that's more of a commandment, the respect. It goes along with honor. So it has nothing to do with what you're feeling. It's about what it is that he's commanding us to do. One de definition of respect says, a feeling, and this is Google, a deep admiration for someone or something of their abilities, their qualities, or their achievements. Another definition was due Regard, it says regarding your feelings, your wishes, or your traditions of others. But Luke chapter 6, verse 31 through 36 in the NIV version says, Do to others as you would have them do to you. If you would love those who love you, what credit is that for you? Even sinners love those who love them. And if you do not do good to those who are good to you, what credit is that for you? Even sinners do that. And if you lend to those from whom you expect repayment, what credit is that for you? Even sinners lend to sinners, expecting to be repaid in full. But love your enemies. Do good to them and lend to them without expecting to get anything back. Then your reward will be great and you'll be children of the most high. I'm like, Lord, did you really just say that in your word? He says, then your reward will be great and you'll be children of the most high. Isn't that something? He, didn't, he said, then you will be. Then your reward will be great, and you will be considered a child of the Most High God. God is strategic about these things. It's not a matter what you feel like, what you're thinking that day. It doesn't matter what you're going through. He cares about none of those things. When he tells us it's something that I want for you to do, he expects us to do it. Amen. As we see, we believers show respect even when it is not given. That's what he's telling us. Even if it's not given to you, I expect you to give it to someone. I expect that this is what I'm telling you. This is what I'm commanding you to do. God is saying, I know that joke is acting up. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I know they're talking to you crazy. I know they're doing all kinds of stuff down at your job. Whatever it is, I don't care about that. The matter is you have to show them respect. Mm -hmm. Remember, that's a foundational scripture. How can two walk together unless they agree? Show respect when it's undeserved. We should show respect to everyone. But God has to help us show respect to everyone. Not just people we agree with. Not just people who are respectful. Yes. Not just the people who are kind, but to everyone. Amen. Which brings me to my final point, and I'm going to take my seat. The final thing that I think is commitment when you join in in a partnership. Commitment comes from the word commit. It occurs in the Bible 164 times. Clearly, God wants us to know what commitment you might give up. I'm sorry. It says, clearly, God wants us to know what commitment is. Otherwise, you might give up. Found in Proverbs 16 and 3. Commit your work to the Lord, and your plans will be established. When going on this journey, you and your partner may say, come with me, but I'm committed to this thing. Nothing is going to stop us because you're saying to yourself, it's not just about me, but it's about that partnership thing. Amen. You also saying that I am not going to let no thing stop me from reaching my destination. See, we will accomplish this goal, but we have to have a mindset. So I'm thinking here that commitment is a mindset. Yep. This is something that's personal. This is something that you're going to say, I know I'm going to be tested when it come here. I know that this may get here. I know I may even lose trust in my partnership. I, there may comes a time that I may even lose respect for my partnership. But you got to say within yourself that I'm not letting nothing stop me from reaching my destination. Yes. Because you made a commitment to God. So it's not just about that person. It's about God. It's about him. In Romans 6 and 17, it says, But thanks be to God 
that you who were once slaves of sin have become obedient from the heart to the mm. standard of teaching to which you were committed. So we sin. God, I made a commitment to you. I'm going to do this thing. And in closing, the reason why the enemy fights us because he knows together we are powerful. That is why he hates partnerships. We gotta start from the beginning. In Genesis, why do you think he came against Adam and Eve? Because he knows once we two come together, there is nothing that can stop us. We got to truly think about the false covenants that come after that. Because we know man and man can procreate. So why do we think that from the garden he tried to destroy our partnerships? about this thing. So let us unite in praying to God that he would come and visit our souls because we, we got, this is something deep that we got to get inside of ourselves. We talk about trust, respect, and commitment. That means that you got to let go of jealousy. That means you got to let go of suspicion. That means you got to let go of anything that's going to come in to stop you from being productive in your relationships, in your partnerships, in your friendships. Because everything is, revolves around commitment, trust, and respect. Once we get to this mindset, it is only through partnering can power be brought down from heaven, which enable us, which we're the church, to conquer the world. We, we the church, like Minister Cruz was saying, it's about kingdom. We can't just come here Sunday after Sunday after Sunday after Sunday and think that once the praise team is up here and they pumping us up and they priming us up and they saying what they saying, then apostle get up here and he speak his word and he release his word. Say, Pastor Venice, she come up here, she release a word. The prophetess Karen may come up here and release a word. It's not just about that. It's about what you are taking once you open that door. Because if you You're a little long-winded today. I'm ready to go home. I got greens on the stove that I'm trying to get to. But we have to realize yes. that it's not about that. This ministry, this call that's upon all of our lives. I'm talking about the general call. I'm not talking about Minister Dorian. I'm not talking about a title. I'm not talking about evangelists. I'm not talking about Dick and Jerry. I'm not talking about praise and worship leader. I'm talking about the general call that we all are called to. God's expecting all of us. Yes to walk this thing out. And when yes. we come together on one accord with one mind and one likeness in the spirit realm, we can destroy everything. The enemy cannot yeah. come penetrate our minds, our hearts, and our souls because we're one for one another. This week, when I was talking to Minister Clarissa, when she was sharing some intimate details with me, I started war for her and praying for her mind, her heart, so she can deliver the word with boldness and black-footedness yeah. and be able to look the enemy in his face and tell him you will not be victorious. Yeah. That's because it's about yeah. the kingdom. It's not about competition. It's yeah. not about her. It's not about even me. It's about the commitment that I made to the Lord. Yeah. 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 So at the end of the day, we have to set ourselves, what role do we play in ministering to the world that's dying? What role do we play? We can't just play, oh, when you get before God, you're be like, okay, Apostle didn't teach me this. Apostle didn't. The devil is alive. Yeah. He is standing up here teaching you. But what did you learn within them 18 months when you were sitting at home? Yeah. It was just you and God. Yeah. If you didn't have a battle inside of you, you had nothing. Yeah, I I've been back for two weeks. I hadn't been in my church since February of last year. Mm -hmm. 
But it had nothing to do with me being in a physical building because it's on the inside of me. I don't serve a dead God. I serve a living God. And where I go, I want to be able to have power. Where I go, I want you to tell me, look, daughter, you see that daughter back there? She's struggling with this. I want to be in tune with the Holy Spirit so he'll tell me, I want you to war. She's warring right now and going through some things in the natural, but I need you to see it in the spirit. Her daughter right now, she crying out for her in the name of Jesus. She crying out for her grandchildren. Do you see that, church? Do you see she hurting? It's not about us. It's about what the Holy Spirit is saying in this hour. We have to be in tune so we won't miss a mark. But that's the power of true partnership. True partnership. True partnership. God bless you, New Covenant. That's, that's all I had. I promise you I, I wasn't trying to go that direction. But I, I tell you, when, when you talk about partnership, like Minister Clarissa was saying about a marriage, I, 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 I've been married to my husband for 23 years, as you heard me say, and we've been through some things. I tell you, we've been through some things. But I tell you that, man, I would truly be lost without him. He is truly my Peter. You can do some stuff to me and my husband will cut your ear off for real, and he ain't going to put it back on. He ain't going to let you do nothing to me. So I'm grateful for that. When there's something that's going on in my mind and I'm struggling with something, I'll be like, P, I need you to talk me off a ledge because I'm going through this right now. I thank the Lord for that. My husband a few months ago, he got that COVID thing. And it was touch and go for a second. My daughter, she was fine, no problem. Walking around as if she was skipping through the lilies. But my husband, he was on his deathbed. And I couldn't see him for three weeks living in my house. Downstairs, kind of like Mr. Garissa saying, you can be in a relationship but not in a partnership with your spouse. He was down for the count. Man down, man down, but not out. So I thank the Lord that although when he was going through, I started praying and said, look, Lord, you know I need that little ball fella. That little fella takes care of me up in this house. He's a great provider. He's a great protector. And he's my priest and he's my Lord. And I need him. So I need him to heal. I need him to get right. You know why? So he can get back on his post. Because yes. I'm a handful of church. And I thank him <laughs> that he don't have a problem with my hands. His hands being full with me. But I thank him that he know his position and I know mine. I'm not trying to be his Lord. He's mine. I'm here to help him birth his visions. And that's the power of a true partnership. We're not only doing this thing by ourselves. So I command you church to find somebody somebody that you can truly partnership. Somebody that can truly feel you in the spirit when you're going through. Somebody that will call you and say, sis, I got this issue, but guess what? I know you're going to help me get through this. I may not understand the power of relationships, but we're going to get through this. And you know what I told her? We sure are. Because I'm not going through this and haven't gone through the things I've gone through just to be going through it. We go through the things we go through to help somebody else and save somebody else's life. So we have to say to ourselves three things. Trust, respect, and commitment. God bless you. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. more than a ram in the bush. We have several rams in the bush. Amen. The ministry goes on. 
The work goes on. The struggle continues. Praise God for our speakers today. The power of partnerships. Amen. I like that Mark Twain quote. Oh, that was a good one. I, I had to throw that one in my ditty bag. Y'all gonna hear that one again. Amen. Stole it shamelessly. I'm letting you know in front of everybody, I'm going to use that. Amen. Thank God for the word today. Thank God for everybody who is here today. God has brought us a long way. Hear the testimony about Minister Eric and COVID. Oh, God had something for that too. Amen. He overcame it. Amen. Because there's still a work that he has to do. It wasn't his time. COVID was not to be his end. Thank God for that testimony. But the other thing is 14,000 days. I'm like, who's coming? But when Minister Dorian said I'm a handful, I'm like, okay, I see how he got the 14,000 days. 14,001. Amen. Thank God. We can still laugh and have fun in the spirit. We don't have to be stiff. Amen. We don't have to be all that. It's not about all that. Ain't no party like a Holy Ghost party because a Holy Ghost party don't stop. Amen. They stole that from us, by the way, so we just took it back. That's all. We just took it back. Come to the time of the service where we have a call to discipleship. If there is someone here that does not know Christ, if there is someone here that does not know Christ, all you have to do is call out to him right now. Believe in Christ. The body says if you the Bible says if you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord and that God raised him from the dead, the Bible says you shall be saved. saved. No ritual. No, we don't have to go through hoops. It's not a circus act. It's real simple. Believe in your heart. Confess with your mouth. So if there's anybody here that's not saved, number one, I want you to believe right now. I don't need you to stand. I don't need you to come forward because this is a partnership between you and God. And there is power in that partnership. I can't make you. I can't break you. I can't put you there. I can lead you there, but that's about it. Here's the lead. Believe in your heart. Confess with your mouth right now that Jesus is the son of God and you shall be saved. So, Father in heaven, we thank you for the souls that are here today that have believed and have confessed before your presence, not before us, not before the church. Father, search them. You know their hearts. You know their heart's desire. And, Father, if they did that, we thank you right now that they are saved, that they have become a partnership with the body of Christ. And we give you all the glory, all the praise, and all the honor because you alone are worthy. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 It is done and done. Yes. Praise God for that. Praise God. All right.
about that time again where we go our separate ways. You to yours, me to mine. But may the grace of God be with you and between you and me until we meet again. Now unto him who is able to keep you from falling and to present you faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy. To the only wise God, our Savior, be glory, majesty, dominion, and power both now and ever. Amen.